Hi, I'm Pastor Brad Inman, and you're listening to the Orange United Methodist Sermon Podcast. We're a church in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, that wants to help you find your place in God's story. And we hope this sermon can guide you along that journey. Visit orangemethodist.org to find out more information about location, service times, upcoming events, and ways to give. We hope you enjoy. today and thank you for those that are worshiping with us online. As we continue through this journey of life together in the year of 2020, what a remarkable year it has been. And so we're each week it seems that we're having to make different adjustments and I give thanks for the way that you as a church have been able to be flexible and to work with us each time we've had to make a different kind of transition. Let's go to God in prayer. Lord God Almighty, we thank you today for this opportunity for us to worship together. Lord, you ordered life in such a way that once a week, we might press pause. We might stop just for a bit. In the midst of all the busyness and chaos, we would just stop. And allow the waters to still become clear once again. In that time of resting, in that time of stopping, Lord, you speak to us, you recreate us, you renew us. And so thank you, God, for this time that we're able to spend together. And thank you for the way that you speak to us. Lord, as we give thanks for your word as it was just read, we now give thanks for your word as it is to be proclaimed. And we ask that the Holy Spirit might transform the words that proceed from my mouth and as they fall upon our ears and penetrate our hearts. May they be changed into the word of God that we need to hear today, collectively and individually. Lord, we pray this in the name of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit and all of God's people said, amen. I cannot imagine going through 2020 without the technology that we have today. Technology, when it works, is awesome. You can reach all across the world. You can do all sorts of things. You can carry it in your pocket. The technological powers that were unimaginable just a few years ago. But when technology doesn't work, it becomes a bit frustrating, doesn't it? We've experienced that here at the church the past two weeks that we show up for worship only to find out that our internet is down for whatever reason. And so we have been scrambling prior to the start of the service trying to figure out how are we going to still be able to get the message out to the people that aren't able to be present. And so the first time we did the best we could, we recorded the service and tried to share it later in the day. But, you know, it still wasn't just quite the same. And I remember that day calling my my dad, and I bet dad's watching right now from home. Good morning, dad. I'll talk to you later. But I remember calling dad, and as soon as he answered, he first of all said how much he enjoyed what he was able to see, but he let me know that he must have done something wrong, that his computer, he didn't know what he had done wrong, and he just, he just think, thought it was all himself. And I finally had to interrupt him, and I'm sorry for that, Dad. But I interrupted him. I said, Dad, it wasn't your fault. It wasn't you. It was, it was on our end. It was our internet was down. We were doing the best we could and trying to share that and help him to understand for all of us. When technology goes wonky, we don't know what to do. And so, so many times... In my life, my mom used to call me when she was still living over the past few years. Mom would call 
And she, every week I would almost expect that, that I would get at least one phone call that would say, Son, my phone isn't working right. Or her tablet, or her computer, or her internet, or something wasn't working right. Can you help me figure out how to try to fix this? And every single time, I would tell my mom, or I would ask her first, Mom, have you just turned it off and turned it back on to see if anything happens? Have you rebooted it? Have you unplugged it or plugged it back in? That was the advice that I would almost always give to my mom. And almost every time, that took care of the problem. In fact, even just recently, uh, our internet at my home went out. And so as I called the provider to tell them that the internet was out, the first thing that they asked me was, well, have you unplugged and plugged back in the router? And I was so angry because, of course, I had done that four or five times before I made that phone call. You know, in technology, so many times we have to reboot something so that it might begin to work the way it was designed to work. We have to reboot it because maybe it's taking on other functions. It's doing other things that it wasn't necessarily supposed to handle all of those things all at once. And so it requires a, a reboot, even a reset. It has to be renewed. You know, in a way, I wish there was a simple button on life that would help us to be able to just reboot reset or renew because so many times it seems like we spend life so busy juggling all the bit things in our lives and we can have so much of a struggle to find the balance to life that we are seeking and really that we need and so in the midst of trying to juggle all of those things we might lose sight of really what's important in fact, today I brought a few props with me to help remind us of what that's like. And for those that were gathered here early this morning, they might be a little afraid. Because let's just say we've already had one thing break this morning uh, that I might have had a hand in accidentally. And so in life, I wanted to just remind us of what it's like about us trying to juggle things. And so I brought a few props to remind me of the things we're trying to juggle. I brought a little uh, toy car is a way of reminding me that we try to juggle our family. I'm going to say that represents our family. And how many of you know how to juggle? Anybody here? Because you might be able to give me some tips. But, you know, we try to juggle our family. My two boys are now off away. One graduated, one's still in school. But we still are trying to balance life together and maintaining those contacts, those relationships. And so sometimes in the midst of life, it can be kind of busy to juggle maintaining that balance within our family. But you know, there's other things to life other than just family. I, I'm going to say this football represents fun. Because, you know, you got to have some fun in life sometimes. you got to have an opportunity to just sort of recharge and be uh, re-energized. And so we balance our family and our fun, and I've got it down. I'm handling this perfectly. I'm going to say, though, uh, I'm gonna, this computer mouse represents work. Because if you're going to have fun, and if you're going to have a family, you're going to have to work. You're going to have to balance that. And so now I've got these three things that uh, I've got to begin to figure out how to juggle. And I can't keep two in the end there. So, so no more fun. We're not having fun anymore. Fun is off the table. But that's okay, because we've got some other things. I've got a stick that represents my friends, <coughs> because they stick with me. 
No? Okay. Thank you. Thank you in the back. So I'm going to balance my friends. I, I no longer have fun because that's off the table. So I, I balance my friends trying to juggle. You know what? There's one more important thing that I might want to balance, uh, throw into this juggle, an egg. And I'm going to say that this egg, because it's so precious, and is my relationship with God. And so let's see. I've already lost fun. Uh, ben, do you want to come help? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, let's see how well I balance my family. You know what? I'm scared that's going to break. Let me set that down there. All right. So, see, I'm juggling it all pretty well. And, well, there goes work. <laughs> I guess I could walk off now. No. Um, so, the thing is, when we balance so many things, when we try to juggle them, so many times the most important thing we have to set to the side. And we don't have an opportunity to focus on that anymore because we filled our lives with so many other things and we've lost sight of the most precious the most valuable which is that relationship with God and the way that he brings us together and makes us one we lose sight because of all the things we're trying to juggle and we forget the most important thing of all sometimes we just need to reboot and remember what God made us for. Remember who we are. As Paul is writing to the people in Ephesus, he's writing a reminder to them, especially to the Gentiles, those who were not those of uh, Jewish background and tradition who came to the faith afterwards. And he's trying to remind them that there was an important time in their lives. And for us, I think it's an important time for us to remember. As Savannah read these words just a few minutes ago, here once again from verse 12. Remember that you were at that time without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenant of promise, having no hope and without Christ, God in the world. You know, I can remember there was that time in my own life that I was without Christ, that I was without hope, that I tried to balance all the things in life, and I just kept falling and dropping and falling apart. He's reminding them there was a time. Sometimes we forget that there was a time before we fully knew God, before we fully surrendered to God. I love the way Eugene Peterson puts it in the message. As he paraphrases those same words, he says, It was only yesterday that you were outsiders to God's way and had no idea of any of this, didn't know the first thing about God's works, and hadn't the faintest of idea of Christ. Folks, sometimes we've been in this relationship with God so long. Sometimes we've been a part of the church for so long that we've forgotten what it was like to be without it. You know, it's an important thing for us to look back and to remember what life was like before we were fully in that relationship with God. Now, some of you may not have ever been able to pinpoint a time that you didn't know these things, that you didn't know that hope in Christ. Maybe you were brought up in the church. Well, I was brought up in the church, and I always knew of the love of God. But there was a time that finally came for me to finally accept it for myself, for me to claim it as my own. And that was a struggle. That was a difficult time to get to that point. 
And if you can't ever remember what that point was like, it's funny because I remember my granddad saying one time that he had spent so much of his life prior to having air conditioning and then years of having air conditioning. He said, you know what? I can remember what it was like before I had air conditioning, but even if I couldn't, I could tell you it wasn't as good as what it is now. Folks, you have been maybe in a relationship with God for so long that you can't remember what it was like to not be. But if we look back, we can see there was a time that we didn't have that hope. We didn't cling to the promises that we cling to now. And so maybe now's the time for us to try to remember it was only yesterday, as Eugene Peterson put it, that we were outside of that relationship. We need to remember, and I remember that time we were called into this place. As Paul continued in Ephesians, another verse he reads in verse 13, he says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. See, we once were far off, but we are not who we used to be. We are a new creation. God has taken us, he has shaped us, he has reformed us into something new, an entirely new creation. And again, as Eugene Peterson put it, he says, you knew nothing of the rich history of God's covenants and promises, and Israel hadn't a clue about what God has been doing in the world at large. But now, because of Christ, dying that death, shedding that blood, you who were once out of it altogether are in on everything. See, there was this time that we were apart from God. But because of Christ, we have been reconciled. We have been made new. And it's been done through the work of the body of Christ. The embodiment of God in the world today. The church. It's through the church that we have come to learn to find hope. It is through the church that God has organized and brought together that he is using it to bring hope and life to the world today. And through the church, we are continuing to help people find that he is the cornerstone of all that our lives that we're trying to juggling. He is the foundation. Through the church, we're helping people to find that there is love that is real, unconditional in this world. And through the church, we are helping people to find their place in God's story. Today, maybe we, it's time for us to begin to renew, to reset, to reboot, to shed some of those things in our lives that no longer play as an important role. Maybe it's time for us to find that focus once again, focusing on that relationship with God. So we have been made new so that others may find that love through God. The past five weeks, we've talked about what it means to be a member of the church. We've talked about the vows that we take when we join the body of Christ. We have talked about how we work together to support the church through our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. And all of these things together are a part of our baptismal vows. For those of you that might be watching at home, if you haven't already done so, I want to invite you to send somebody to the kitchen to get a bowl of water, a small bowl of water. And then as they come back in just a moment, we're going to have an opportunity to renew our baptismal vows. We're going to remember those vows that were taken at our baptism. And it's the opportunity for us to hit reset, 
reboot or renew. And to be reminded of the ways that we are being a part of that body of Christ. Let us pray. God, in all of your grace and mercy, you sent your Son to be our hope, our salvation. Your Son who taught us how to live and how to love. Your Son who has made us one through him. And that was, there was a time when we had not yet known that hope which we now know. And as we look back and remember, Lord, we give thanks for the the ways that we are a new creation through you. And in this time, as we prepare now to remember and to renew, Lord, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us in such a way that we feel that presence and we claim that renewal. We pray these things. In the name of our Lord Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit, all of God's people said, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. Please join us again next week. In the meantime, you can find us online at orangemethodist.org.